This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I am Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash districtsentinel. New subscribers get their own haiku written for them and read on the show. We've got a few poems to read a little later today. It's rare that we get a chance to do this, but let's start off the show with some good news. Bolsonaro confirmed to have COVID-19. I'm not sure if this is the second time he's had it or what, because I felt like a few months ago we got reports that he had it, and then they said, no, actually, he doesn't have it. Uh, Either way, they seem to not be disputing it this time. Uh, Bolsonaro has COVID. I guess the downside is, is that like half the time he's in public, it seems like he's in a hospital. So he's, he's not likely, he's not highly likely to, uh, to suffer from the worst of it. I mean, we've, we've been through this with Boris Johnson too. And I just, I urge you all, uh, keep your hopes modest. Bolsonaro, there are just so many pictures of him receiving medical treatment online for a host of issues. Um, He's been stabbed. He got mysteriously ill a few months ago when we thought he had COVID, but apparently didn't. Man just uh, keeps on ticking, though, I guess. It's got like the uh, Dick Cheney syndrome, where if you're evil enough, you just can't die. Henry Kissinger. Yeah. All right, let's get to it. It's Tuesday, July 7th, 2020. Here's the news. We're taking a deep dive into one story today. On Monday, the Small Business Administration released the first batch of official data on which companies received bailouts under the Payroll Protection Program, the PPP. That was the program that was created by the CARES Act passed in March. The idea was to get funding into the hands of businesses affected by the COVID-19 shutdown so that they could ride out the hardship and keep people on their payroll. The handout came in the form of low-interest loans that would be completely forgiven if companies don't lay anybody off. Well, Monday's data dump shows all the companies that received more than $150,000 through PPP. And let's just say we learned quite a few things from this release. First, let's examine the claim that the PPP Uh, save jobs. The administration, the Trump administration claims that the PPP saved 51 million jobs. And yet, according to the Small Business Administration data, nearly 49,000 companies that received PPP loans admitted on their application that they plan to save zero jobs. They're taking a PPP loan but they're not going to save jobs. So a lot of wealthy business owners basically received a massive low interest loan to do nothing. Another 40,000 companies. So we're looking at, you know, uh, about 90,000 companies here uh, just left that part of the application blank saying uh, they, they don't plan They're At least they're not specifying if or how they plan to save any jobs yet. They still got a loan. The data also shows 
that 10 companies received between five and $10 million loans promising to save just one job. Give me $5 million so I can save one job. So that's probably like a hedge fund manager uh, talking about their secretary or just a hedge fund manager considering himself, the hedge fund manager, a job worth saving. Give me $10 million so that I can keep being a hedge fund manager. On top of all that, companies have returned more than $30 billion in PPP loans after receiving the loans when they shouldn't have. Some of that returned money came from already well-capitalized public companies. The bulk of it, though, likely came from private companies who have so far not had to disclose loans they received, like public companies are required to. We've seen 15 straight weeks of over a million people filing unemployment claims since the CARES Act was passed. And today, with infection rates soaring around the country, not just in New York, like the situation in March, The economy is in an even more precarious position right now. States are abandoning their reopening plans. Businesses will stay closed indefinitely. PPP anticipated the lockdown would last a few months, that it would be a a stopgap measure to bridge companies until this is over. Well, it's looking like this won't end anytime soon, meaning the companies that did need a loan and got a loan are now just saddled with debt with no chance of reopening to pay it back. And I haven't even mentioned yet the billions of dollars that could have gone into workers' hands in the form of direct payments that instead went to banks in the form of fees to manage the PPP loan program. Banks took a cut as much as 10% off each loan they dished out, even though the banks didn't have any risk. They weren't loaning out their own money. They were loaning out public money. And still, J.P. Morgan Chase collected $864 million just off administering PPP loans. Bank of America, $755 million administering loans. That's nothing but windfall for the largest banks in the world during a pandemic when tens of millions of people have lost their job. Well, unsurprisingly, the SBA disclosures show that well-connected rich people are getting money. New York billionaire Joe Farrell received a million dollars for his business, luxury property development in the Hamptons. According to NBC News, Farrell made double this amount at the start of the pandemic by renting his beachfront home for six months to a Manhattan family trying to escape coronavirus New York, so he's definitely not short of capital. Coincidentally, Farrell has thrown fundraising parties for President Trump. Then you have members of the president's cabinet with PPP money, starting with Secretary of Agriculture, Sonny Perdue. A a trucking company co-founded by Perdue got up to $350,000. Perdue divested from the firm in 2017 when confirmed by the Senate. But the general manager is currently his daughter-in-law, Jess Perdue. When Perdue divested in 2017, He made more than $598,000 that year in ownership income. Also making an appearance in the SBA files, Betsy DeVos. As the Washington Post noted, she has a stake in Renaissance Acquisition Company, LLC, the parent company of a nonprofit service provider. It received at least $6 million from the PPP. Meanwhile, Elaine Chow's family business, Foremost Maritime, got a loan worth up to $1 million, 
This, of course, benefits Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Chow's husband, which also brings us to other lawmakers. That's right. One less talked about component of the PPP, which passed unanimously, is that it exempted lawmakers from the typical ethics rules around programs like this. The legislation contained a blanket waiver allowing members of Congress and their spouses to receive PPP funding without the requisite conflicts of interest review. And boy, did the members feast on the program. Oklahoma Republican Representative Kevin Hearn is the owner of KTAC Corporation, which operates several fast food franchises. While crafting the PPP, Hearn actually wrote a letter to Senate leaders calling for more funding to be available to franchise owners like himself. Hearn's KTAC Corporation ended up receiving a PPP loan worth between one and two million dollars. We've also got Republican Mike Kelly from Pennsylvania. He got three separate PPP loans totaling between a half million and a million dollars to help support his three car dealerships. Other representatives who received PPP funding for companies they own or are associated with include Republicans Mark Wayne Mullen from Oklahoma, Rick Allen from Georgia, Roger Williams from Texas, who also happens to be one of the wealthiest members of Congress, and Vicki Hartzler from Missouri. Democrats Susie Lee from Nevada and Debbie Mercousel Powell from Florida also benefited from PPP loans. And finally, the House head honcho herself, Nancy Pelosi, got some PPP money. A firm in which Pelosi and her husband have a stake in, EDI Associates, received between $350,000 and $1 million from the PPP. Pelosi's office claims her husband and her, herself, she, was unaware that the company even applied for the loan. Because of the rules on nonprofits passed by Congress, all sorts of ghoulish lobbying firms and interest groups got PPP money. The Ayn Rand Institute got up to $1 million from the government, presumably so they can keep churning out content, saying that poor people dying is better than government welfare programs. The Bipartisan Policy Center got up to $2 million, probably to put out white papers on why the government needs to cut Social Security. Freedom House also received up to $2 million, presumably to put out more literature saying why last year's coup in Bolivia was actually good. The Center for Immigration Studies got up to $1 million to churn out xenophobic filth. Americans for Tax Reform Foundation got up to $350,000. This one rules because ATR was started by Grover Norquist, a small government guy who famously said he wanted government so small he could drown it in a bathtub, not before getting a $350,000 low-interest forgivable loan first, evidently. In related news, right-wing media got bailed out too. The Washington Times got at least $1 million. The Daily Caller received up to $1 million too. The Daily Caller News Foundation received up to $350,000. The American Conservative's parent company got up to $350,000 as well. Liberal outlets got money too. The American Prospect got up to $350,000. Media Matters got up to $2 million. And you know what? Why? Why? <laughs> this all could have just gone to better use if it went toward cutting everyone a $2,000 check every month rather than this fucking convoluted bullshit uh, which gives people like 
fucking Grover Norquist and the Bipartisan Policy Center and the Ayn Rand Institute. It gives them a break uh, so they don't have to fret over whether or not their rich donors still want them around during a pandemic uh, recession economy. <laughs> they can <laughs> just go. Uh, they can go and get welfare like everyone else. Yeah. You know. But uh, I saw Chris. Why is this happening? Hayes online uh, yesterday saying we shouldn't shame companies that receive PPP. Uh, the program did its job keeping people on the payroll. It's like, well, actually, it didn't do that good of a job keeping people on the payroll, clearly, given the unemployment crisis we're dealing with. And there were so many other ways to ensure that people's livelihoods aren't destroyed during this pandemic than just yeah. funneling money through banks to, to business owners to then hopefully have that money trickle down to workers. As you yeah, said, and, and give people in an direct economy, payments. And in an economy, like you said, that will not be anywhere near normal for the next fucking months and months and months, if not years. Yeah, the PPP hinged on people getting back to work eventually so that these businesses would get money to then be able to pay off loans that they received through the program. So it was flawed from the get-go as a program to not just help the economy, but also stop the pandemic. <laughs> If we had if we really wanted to stop the pandemic, because clearly the PPP didn't do that, we're in a worse spot than we were uh, before the program was created. You would have paid people to just stay home. You would have canceled utility payments, rent payments, mortgage payments. That way, the business owners won't go out of business because they don't have to pay utilities. They don't have to pay their mortgages or rent on their businesses. They are just being paid to stay at home like everybody else, like their workers are being paid to stay at home. Everybody paid to stay at home until we can flatten this curve to, to nothing, to at least where levels you see in Europe and other countries. But no, we didn't do that. And, you know, as I keep saying, we're worse off now than we were in March. One last yeah, note. We need we, we need some comprehensive wartime style rationing and a comprehensive universal welfare system. And right now we are uh, fast approaching half of the total deaths suffered by the United States in World War Two. So, um, you know, yeah, and we're we're on track to, to pass it. <laughs> I know. I guess that doesn't count to our politicians because it's it's a lot of it is older people dying um and not troops even though these older people may have once been troops one last note on the ppp turns out billionaire music mogul fashion designer kanye west also got money from the program california-based yeezy llc received between two and five million bucks claiming to save 160 jobs Remembering that time that Kanye's wife, Kim Kardashian, also ridiculously rich, tweeted about the 14 extremely expensive and rare Frisian horses that the family owns. So uh, I'm glad that I was able to contribute to the public treasury to help this billionaire family in need during the pandemic. All right. That music means the newscast is winding down and it's time to read some poetry for our new subscribers on Patreon. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. This first haiku goes out to Ty. 
Seeing shapes in clouds. Look, there's a dog. Look, a boat. Look, Epstein's egg dick. <laughs> Thank you, Ty. This is for Andrew. Give us some money. The Sentinel deserves cash. Fuck the PPP. Won't argue with that. And Andrew did give us some money. So thank you for that, Andrew. Uh, Finally, this is for Timothy. Fan season is here. Weather's hot. So crank them up. Fans on full blast, folks. Thank you, Timothy. Fully agree there. It is... 100% 100% fan season so make sure they're dusted and swirling right that's right my fans are swirling swirling good over here uh, thanks to all the new subscribers patreon.com slash district sentinel that's the show remember we've got a brand new means morning news coming out on Thursday back Friday with the garbage can we're here in DC so you don't have to be